0: she is willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Reyes Sehorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.
1: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium?
2: Hello, listeners. Be advised that this show is an immersive audio experience. It may seem like sounds are coming from the sides or behind you. Listener discretion is advised, as this content is intended for adult audiences only. Q-Code presents Baraska, starring Cole Sprouse, created by Rebecca Klingel.
3: Baraska is presented by Mint Mobile. Don't let big wireless providers scare you into a bad phone plan. Get affordable, premium wireless service for just 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash baraska. Well, what's it gonna be, kid?
4: Jimmy motherfucking Prescott. The man who had beat Kyle almost to death. The man I hated more than any other, save one.
3: Well, you gonna invite me in?
4: Ah. Sam! Oh, little weak there, Walker. You sick or something? Get off me! What the fuck are you doing here, huh? You been toying with her? You been telling her what she wants to hear? You tell her it was you who jumped Kyle? All right, now.
3: Let's just calm down. Fuck you. You two are in enough trouble right now. Folks weren't too impressed with your little message on the hill this morning. And as your cleanup crew, I'm going to have to ask you to tone it down.
4: What the fuck's he talking about, Kimber?
5: He He says he's been trying to help us.
4: Why the hell would he do that? I know what he told you, Kimber, but what's your real angle, Prescott? I'm
3: looking for a little quid pro quo action, just like I told him.
4: Jimmy Prescott? Really? How, Kimber? How could you even stand to look at him?
5: There are things you don't know.
4: Oh, I'm well aware of that. Sam! Like what? Are you saying he's not a rapist piece of shit?
5: He is. He's a. He's a monster. But no. There's I, no fucking buts to that. Kay.
3: No. <sighs> oh, don't be mad at it, Walker. She was just conducting a little business. You want something? I want something. It doesn't need to get too personal, right, sweetheart? We can just keep it
5: transactional. Just talk. Just tell him everything. I kept it to myself, like you requested. But that ends now.
3: All right. Well. You want to give the men some privacy, then,
5: princes? No. I am a part of this. No one is cutting me out. I am not leaving you
4: alone with him. Hey! Okay. Kibber. Kibber, are you all right? Can you hear me? Kimber!
3: <laughs> she can't hear shit. She's unconscious.
4: Because you fucking tased her!
3: <sighs> all right, now calm down, Prince Charming. She'll live. We've been trying out a little bit more, uh, non-lethal stuff up at the stables.
4: Oh yeah? Your gun doesn't look very non-lethal to me.
3: It's not. She's fine.
4: So sit the hell down. Why the hell would Kimber want to talk to you? What did you tell her? Nothing, really.
3: Just threw her a bone on the landy kid we stomped on back when... Well, hell. You remember? You were there. Shit, I almost forgot about that. <laughs> anyway, I told her I could give her information on Landy's whereabouts. You know, some hope. And I gave her some information about the sheriff,
4: too. Everything you told her has been useless. Her total bullshit. Barask has gone. No, not gone.
3: Just relocated. But you already knew that. What exactly did you promise her to get her to agree to this? I told her I was born into this business, but never wanted it. That I'm looking for a change. Want to burn it down and walk away scot-free. I didn't start this shit after all. She never would have agreed to let you walk away scot-free. You're right. I'm sure she had some secret plan to fuck me, but she really couldn't turn down the help now, could she? Not once I dangled a certain carrot in front of her face. No, it, it just it doesn't make sense. Why would she trust you at all about Kyle? Oh, because hope was a powerful thing. She played her part, but it's over. I'm here to make a deal with you, Walker. Well, I decline. You haven't even heard what I'm offering. Did you kill the Cleary's? Me? Killian was a useful and loyal business partner. Now, why would I kill him? Because you're a hothead. And you wanted to be in charge. Things have changed since you left town. The mine is now under new management. And it's not my management. There's a new sheriff
4: in town, kid. I already know Graham is involved.
3: <laughs> Graham is in charge. Why would he kill the Clearies? Because Killian gave the order to send Walker's daughter to meet the shining gentleman.
4: Th- why move the operation? You couldn't have been worried about me and Kimber. Hell no. Your daddy just wanted to expand. Isn't that what you wanted? More money?
3: Why the hell are you trying to get out? Not trying to leave town. That was bullshit. Just trying to change the status quo. Meaning what? Graham cut me out. Of everything? Of decision making. Of rule.
4: What do you want from me? More, More importantly, what are you offering us?
3: Shit. I knew you'd say it my way. Same answer to both questions. I want to help you
4: to kill the sheriff. We are not on the same side. Hmm.
3: The enemy of my enemy and all that. What do you want to know?
4: Really? Did you even give a shit about decision making when Cleary was running things? Here's a history lesson.
3: Your daddy was invited into the business. He accepted and is happy to reap the rewards until a decision is made that he doesn't like. Your sister's timely meeting with the shiny gentleman, well, Graham didn't take that kindly. So he burns down Cleary's house with him and Grace inside. Now he's the big dick on campus. Then he decided to change the business model. Bigger, faster, more money. And let's just say his management style leaves a lot to be desired. I'd rather go legit than leave him in charge. This was a family business, and Graham Walker don't got roots in Driskin. So you want us to kill him? I'd be much obliged. See? She's breathing.
4: Why can't you do it? You got a gun in your hand. Just go to his house and kill him. Oh, now, see, your
3: daddy is not a popular man. Not like Killian Cleary. People fear him, but they don't like him. He's always armed. He always has deputies watching his house. Hell, he even wears a bulletproof vest whenever he's out. And he knows I'm unhappy. The only person who's got a chance in hell of getting close enough to kill your daddy
4: is you. (sighs) If you really believe that, you're dumber than I thought. You've got the wrong offspring, Prescott. Graham would kill me without thinking twice. In fact, he almost did.
3: Mm. But he didn't, did he? He won't hesitate again. Nah, I don't believe that. He could have had you killed already spouting off in town like you did about stolen babies, terrifying Mira Daly, and the vandalism in the square this morning, he's left you alone out here, hadn't he? He knows where you are, and so does the whole sheriff's department, but they're prohibited from moving on you. On his orders.
4: Why would he care?
3: Personally, I think it's a game for him. And you don't start playing until you come across the city limits. Walker had a thing about playing sick games with his kids. It's disgusting if you ask me.
4: If I come to Graham, he will kill me.
3: It's a chance I'm willing to take. But I don't think he will. You're his only son, and all that. We both know that's a lie. In his mind, it's just you. Even if I do manage to kill him, his deputies will shoot me. Oh, now you leave that to Uncle Jimmy. I've got a promising coup in the works. Been planning this for years. A fair number of his people are loyal to me. How do I know you won't kill us when it's done? (laughs) Hell, why would I want to do that? I don't want to do paperwork or give a shit about inventory, transport, payments, fuck that. I'm not looking to be in charge. I like the way things used to be. You could run it all. I say we take down the sheriff and install Sam Walker as the big dick on campus. Unlimited women, kid. You can't be getting a lot these days looking like that. You need to talk to a counselor or some.
4: Oh, fuck you. And I'll never be interested in this deal. I don't understand why Kimber thought I would be.
3: I never told her any of that shit. This deal is between you and me. She just wants to know where the landing kit is.
4: And she said she wants to kill her rapist. And what were you going to offer her when she found out Cleary was already dead?
3: Guess she didn't tell you. Tell me what? Kimber wasn't assigned to Killian Cleary. Surely you can figure out why.
0: <laughs>
3: Sit the fuck down before I sink one into your chest. She wasn't assigned to me either. You know who that leaves? <gasps>
4: You tell the sheriff I'm coming for him.
3: (laughs) Yeah, hell yeah. I like your fury, kid. Harness that shit. Because you're going to need a lot more than rage. Once you've got a plan, text me. Red has my number. For God's sakes, clean yourself up.
4: Jimmy. Jimmy. You're dead, too. (laughs) Okay.
3: Hey, hey, little one. One thing at a time, right? I can't wait to see what you cook up. Just remember, I need him dead. Not just incapacitated. You take him out, and I'll do the rest.
4: And I'll tell you where the, uh, the Landy kid is. You lied to her about Kyle being medicated. I've seen him, Jimmy. I know the truth. Kyle's gone.
3: (laughs) Oh, come on, kid. Would I lie to you?
4: (laughs) I locked the door with both deadbolts. And crawled over to Kimber, who hadn't moved since she'd been tased. I rolled her onto her side, a life-saving maneuver all addicts knew about, and when I was satisfied and she was still breathing, I dragged a pillow down from the bed and shoved it underneath Kimber's head. I was too weak to move her at that moment. But I wanted to hit something. Break something. Beat someone to death. No, not someone. Graham Walker. The man Kimber had known since she was nine years old. And God, how bad was it that she hadn't told me? Not in her letter, and not during the week we'd been back together. She kept the identity of her abuser to herself to protect me. I was apparently the spitting image of my father, but Kimber had never looked at me with any fear or disgust like Whitney had. Whitney. Yeah. The sheriff had to die. Jimmy Prescott, sick, twisted bastard that he was, was about to get exactly what he wanted. But then he had to go down too. The records, we needed them. I was determined to get them, but I wanted blood more than ever. Graham's blood. And Jimmy's, too. He was too dangerous, too evil. Not to mention he couldn't feasibly keep me alive. I was a liability, he knew that. He knew I knew that. And that meant if Jimmy was coming to me for help, he truly had lost any control of the situation. He was desperate. Prescott had money, influence, and criminal connections. If he couldn't get close enough to take Graham off guard, what chance did I have? Well, one thing was for sure. The answer in my current state, zero. It was finally time to slay my dragons, instead of chasing them.
5: Sam? Sam? Sam, are you in there? Are, are you okay? Answer me or I'm coming in.
4: I'm still
5: here. What's what wrong with you? What, what did he do? I, I can close stitches, I have a kit. Stop, stop. You're, you're getting your clothes wet. What is happening, talk to me.
4: What's happening is the next 72 hours
5: Is this your drug kit? You dumped it out? Jesus, how long have I been out? Jesus, why is it turned up so hot? Are are you cold? Kimber. What do I do? Tell me what to do. Hey. My research suddenly feels woefully inadequate.
4: Just listen to me, Shortcake. I owe you a lot of sorries.
5: No, you, you don't.
4: Yes. Yes, I do. You've been protecting us all along. Me and Kyle. I can't do my job when I'm fucked up. I can't protect you back. It's okay. It's not. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen over the next few days. First, you should know I'm going to be a total asshole. Check. I'm going to feel cold. 24-7. Check. I'm going to be in pain. A lot of it, and I'm gonna sleep like shit. Check. And I'm probably gonna ask you to find me some dope. I I wouldn't even know where- I know, but I'm gonna ask anyway. This'll probably start in a few hours. peak sometime tomorrow or the next day, but I'm I'm a heavy user so it could be a few days. How long are we paid up at this motel?
5: Uh, Until the first.
4: Okay, that's good. I can't stress how much this is going to suck, so if you want me to spend the next two nights in the car...
5: Hell no. Come on, get up. Let's let's get you in bed and I'll make you a bacon sandwich.
4: No food. Not for a day at least. Please don't mention food.
5: Okay, let me get you dry clothes and then we can put on a movie. Not even a Christmas one, I promise. <clears throat>
4: hold you to that
5: you're gonna be okay Sam I promise you've always been strong you're gonna get through this even if it sucks
4: I believed her but the question wasn't whether I could do it for Kimber I knew I could the real controversy was who would appear on the other side of this I hadn't been sober since I was a teenager Even in prison, I can get high on something. The frightening truth of the matter was I had no idea who I was gonna be in three days. I was true to my word, much to Kimber's distress. By that evening, I was clawing at the walls, and I didn't shut my eyes even once that night because of the pain in my back. I refused food through the next day, but she finally got me to swallow something in the evening. I asked, then begged, then threatened her to find me some dope. But Kimber stayed strong, like I knew she would. At night I slept, and I lived in dreams so real they were almost lucid. Oh no, 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 no! no!
5: Sam, Sam, it's okay. You're okay. Wake up, wake up. It's me, you're okay.
4: Even though I was often awake and aware, I ebbed in and out of reality for days.
5: I'm sorry, we're trying to keep it down. It's just, like I said, my friend is...
3: Is really sick, sure.
5: this is the second day I've been up here telling y'all to keep it down. Now the other guests are freaked out. I'm sorry, we're-
3: Keep the yelling down, or I'll call the sheriff. No. No, you're
2: not.
5: Yeah, he's awake right now, but it's almost better when he's asleep. He's in so much pain. I don't know what to do for him, Leah. Okay, and that'll bring the fever down? Okay, how much can I give him? Right, okay. Is the store brand okay? Right. Yeah, yeah, I got the ice packs and vitamins. Thank you for overnighting those. Well, I gave him the St. John's word this morning. Yeah, it seemed to, yeah, shaking's been a bit better today. Can you take that without a prescription? Okay, okay, right. Thanks, Leah. She's just so scary. I, I can't stop worrying about it. No, I understand. Your your daughter needs you there for that. Okay. I will. I'll I'll tell them to call you. Thanks, Leah. Sam... If you aren't going to eat, will you at least drink some more water?
4: When I can move.
5: You want me to massage your back again?
4: No. Don't move the mattress.
5: Shit, sorry. (sighs) Listen, um, Leah Dixon called. I answered your phone and and we talked. I I told her everything. I'm sorry. I I was so worried. It's
4: fine, Shortcake. I don't care.
5: Well, she sent a package of some stuff to help and then... uh, Eric called, and I I told him the truth, too, about the withdrawals. He was really worried, too. Do you want more blankets?
4: No. Please don't touch me.
5: But you're shivering. I've, I've got the heat on 84, right?
4: That's. Don't touch me with that fucking blanket, Kay.
5: Merry Christmas, Sam.
4: On the fourth day, I woke up. Still hurting, but it was actually bearable, sort of. My mind felt more clear. And it turns out reality is painfully bright and raw. When I thought about my actions over the past week, there was nothing to hide behind. To smooth the sharp edges. It just was. The fifth day, I was able to eat a breakfast sandwich. Even though I'd sworn I could eat five. I was starting to remember some of my dreams. And while most of them were nightmares, I also had some good ones. Dreams with Whitney or my mom. I was feeling again. And even though it hurt more often than not, I was able to remember that not all feelings are bad. It was something I had forgotten during my years of numbness. And then finally, on the sixth day, My physical strength began to return. The ibuprofen actually started to help with the pain. I was getting out of bed, sleeping through the night. My mind was as clear as ice, and reality was just as cold. The more I thought about our situation, the angrier I became, but it wasn't the festival of rage that had been my life up until that moment. It was a simmering, controlled ire that I was able to rein in and compartmentalize. Able to execute at my leisure.
5: I can't believe that fucker tased
4: me. I promise you, he will pay for that.
5: Getting tased socks, by the way. <laughs> How are you feeling?
4: Like dog shit. But the cravings? Bearable at the moment.
5: I'm really proud of you, Sam
4: (laughs) Don't be It may be too little too late Fuck, I'm sorry, Kay
5: No, I'm sorry, too For not telling you about Jimmy And your mom
4: I get it, really I wasn't in a place to deal with it, clearly
5: I'm really proud of you Like, really,
4: really. Thanks.
5: Think you're up for eating?
4: I'm fucking starving. How are we not out of those?
5: Breakfast sandwiches? No, we are. I got soup for when you started eating again. Though I'm not thrilled about this styrofoam cup.
4: (laughs) They're right. California changes people. Wait, where did you get these?
5: No, I ran out the other day.
4: You went out? Where? Who saw you?
5: Relax, I just went to the gas station. It was close. Not like they don't know we're here anyway.
4: You shouldn't have risked it.
5: Well, I thought you'd want something easy on the stomach, and I knew you had to eat eventually. (sighs) Thank you. You're welcome.
4: (sighs) What day is it? Thursday? (laughs) Damn. I missed Christmas.
5: (laughs) Why? Did you get me a present?
4: It's gonna be blighted, but yeah.
5: Ooh, what are you getting me? Give me a hint.
4: A 170-pound ginger pain in my ass. You mean... Kyle, I promise you right now that we won't leave him here no matter what. I will find him for you.
5: Really? (laughs) Wait... Wait, what about taking care of him? All that stuff you said?
4: We'll figure it out.
5: Uh, 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 Oops, shit. God, I just missed you so much.
4: (laughs) I did too. Fuck. You know what it feels like to know I was such a liability to you that you had to turn to Jimmy Prescott?
5: Don't. I was in contact with Jimmy before we saw each other last week. He caught me poking around on message boards.
4: We need a plan. A real plan. Not just threads of three different plans. Agreed. So what are our priorities?
5: Kyle. Always fucking Kyle.
4: What about your pound of flesh?
5: I want it. That's my second priority. Along with Eric's records.
4: We have Eric scouring the internet for mentions of anything related to Drisking or Baraska. I say we give him more time. And in the meantime, we keep our ears open.
5: Yeah, that works. I have no idea where to even start on that hunt. Dresskin doesn't have any data centers, right? Most people here are behind the times. Everyone older than our generation sucks with computers. What? What's that face?
4: Graham has always been really good with computers. He has? Yeah. I can't believe I didn't think of it before, but it's true. He helped Whitney build a website for some school thing once.
5: So... You think the records could be at his house?
4: Maybe. Yeah. But I'm not taking you anywhere near Graham. Jimmy told me the truth about what he did to you, Kimber.
5: I'm not afraid of Graham, Sam.
4: Good. I'm not going to let anything happen to you.
5: Okay. So if Eric doesn't come up with anything online, your dad's house is a good next lead. And while we give him some time, I can teach you how to shoot.
4: Yes. Yes. And we need to move motel rooms
5: i told you we're out of money unless you want to sleep in the freezing car
4: we'll move to the back of the prince ridge when i got run out of drisking i stayed in this motel the rooms at the back are more isolated but they're also more discreet they usually only rent them for you know hourly shit.
5: ah uh, gross
4: but people forget they're back there
5: okay i'll go see if we can switch rooms
4: i'll go with you we can pull the car around the back and bring in your arsenal It's about time we got an inventory of our assets.
5: These are the last two. Anyone see you? Nope. Just like you said, there's no one back here.
4: Seventeen handguns, two rifles, three shotguns, four bulletproof vests, Four hundred thirty rounds of ammo.
5: Three breakfast sandwiches, eight bottles of water, half a carton of cigarettes...
4: And a partridge in a pear tree. (laughs) Hey, Christmas is over. You missed it. It's never over.
5: (laughs) We're really doing this. We have an actual plan.
4: Till it goes to shit, yeah.
5: Now that it's coming together, this suddenly doesn't seem like enough guns.
4: Okay. it's a lot of guns. So, I was thinking about our first priority. Jimmy needs us to kill Graham in order to fulfill our part of the bargain in exchange for Kyle.
5: Right, but he'll probably kill us as soon as Graham is down.
4: And that's why we need the live stream. From now on, our phones need to stay charged, 24-7. Everything so far has been unpredictable as fuck, and yeah, a lot of that was my fault, but Graham's not going to sit around waiting for us to make a move forever. He's going to force our hand eventually. We need to be ready. Well, he
5: can't force us to make a move on Barasca. We don't even know where it is.
4: No. We need to find it. Jimmy would just
5: tell us, you know.
4: I know, but I don't trust him with details. He should be the last person to know when we raid the place.
5: Look, I don't trust him either. Don't give me that look, Sam. I never trusted him. But I needed all the help I could get, and he was at least another unpredictable piece on the board. I thought maybe he could be a useful idiot at worst.
4: Yeah, it makes sense. It's the perfect part for him to play. (laughs) What? Just the irony. First I looked for Baraska with Kyle to get you back, and now I'm looking for Baraska with you to get Kyle back.
5: You're a good friend, Walker. A really good friend.
4: Reasonable people would disagree.
5: We do have a lead to find it this time, at least. We need to look for the plowed access roads. Right. So, is that what we do today? Look for Baraska?
4: Good idea. We'll do that. Let's repack all this in your trunk and head out. Then, after we find the place, we can come up with some sort of plan of attack and hope that Eric hits pay dirt in the meantime.
5: How long are we giving him?
4: Maybe until tomorrow night. Then we'll get more active. and I'll break into Graham's house.
5: Okay. That leaves us all day tomorrow to head somewhere out of town to get you familiar with the guns
4: target practice. I'm looking forward to that.
5: So today, where do we start? 282?
4: Might as well. You up for a drive?
6: <laughs> On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to CounterClock now, wherever you listen to podcasts.
5: unplowed.
4: Damn. There's another access route about two miles away over the reservoir.
5: Okay, let's go check that one.
4: So for the actual raid on Baraska, can I have the sawed-off shotgun?
5: Betty? Hell no. I I actually had to get her on the black market, which was really scary. So that one's mine.
4: (laughs) It's just so hard to picture. Little honor student Kimber Destaro buying illegal guns on the mean streets of Los Angeles. (laughs)
5: <laughs> I know it's cliche to say, but I'm not that girl anymore.
4: No, you're not. So what's your life like in Riverside?
5: Ah, you do listen to me.
4: I just like to give you shit, Kate.
5: It's fine. It was fine. As you so delicately pointed out, though, I don't live there anymore. I don't live anywhere.
4: Yes, you do. You live with me and Eric. Aww. What else?
5: Uh, let's see. I have a fake ID. It works for jobs, but I wouldn't try to fly with it. I'm actually really looking forward to reclaiming my name. I hate having to hide,
4: you know? I gotta be honest, I've been making a lot of noise in Chicago, and no one's ever come knocking on my door. I'm not sure you had to hide. Right, well,
5: they also don't want you dead. Makes life a little more uncertain, you know?
4: I get it. What would you be doing if Driskin got hit by a meteor? like if we didn't have to worry about any of this shit anymore
5: well last job i had was doing office work for an indie game studio it paid almost nothing but i loved the work i I was friends with some of the designers i think i'd like to do something like that when this is all over game design
4: that'd be awesome what do you play
5: (laughs) those consoles are like 200 bucks used i don't even have a smartphone i mean look at this thing I i bought it in a gas station
4: that's a drug dealer phone, Kay.
5: I uh, believe me, I know, but I can't even get a real bank account. Damn, unplowed. Isn't there another one off two eighty two?
4: Yeah, near lookout. Good call.
5: Okay, tell me about your life. Tell me about Leah. She was really worried about you. How the hell did you become friends with your parole officer?
4: No, uh, I wouldn't say we're friends.
5: And she cares about you, and you still owe her a phone call.
4: I'll call her today. It's probably the least I can do is a um, great person, but terrible, P.O. She lets me get away with dirty piss, missing meetings, most recently, I guess, illegally leaving the state.
5: Maybe she just realized you needed someone to cut you a break, someone to treat you like a person instead of a job. Maybe she's actually a great P.O.
4: That was a little hallmarky, even for you.
5: <laughs> Whatever. So let's say we get out of Drisking with Kyle. Where would you want to go? MSU. Really?
4: If we're daydreaming, yeah. I want to go to undergrad. You, me, and Kyle could get a place off campus. You could go for game design. I'd start in engineering. I think I'd be good at it. Kyle can do whatever he wants. If he's, you know, if he's not.
5: In this fantasy, he's himself again, not brain dead. Yeah, Kyle would go for some sort of management, I bet. He's good at managing people, or maybe communication. And him and I would reunite, let's say, enthusiastically for like an entire year straight.
4: Okay, in that case, you and Kyle can get your own apartment and we could be neighbors, but not next door neighbors.
5: Aw, because of your delicate virgin ears.
4: Exactly.
5: And what about you? Would you meet someone?
4: Yeah. She'd be another engineering student, probably. Easy. No drama, no baggage.
5: You know, baggage is just life. Someone without life sounds boring as hell.
4: Maybe I'd track down, Emmeline, then. You know, she's not married.
5: <laughs> we'll have to look her up sometime. Just not at the moment because my drug dealer phone gets limited internet.
4: Oh, shit. Kay.
5: It's plowed. Oh, I honestly didn't expect that. That road goes nowhere. There's nothing up there anymore.
4: Yeah, unless... There's really only one reason to plow an old mining road to nowhere.
5: We're going up there?
4: Not far. Just a few miles.
5: What if someone is coming down while we're going up?
4: We'll ram them, Sam! I don't know. We have to do some recon, though. Or we'll never find the new camp. We'll have to risk it, carefully.
5: At least it's early enough we'll have daylight for a while. Do you think maybe we should just get to Grams while he's in town? Maybe. You want to go to Baraska, though, because of the live-streaming idea?
4: Yeah. I made a promise to those people. I mean, most of the women are probably dead now, but... I want to see it through. I told them I'd help them, I swore. Kyle's important, but they are too.
5: They are. So it's a two birds, one stone situation.
4: If we trust that Jimmy has turned enough of Graham's guys, we should be good. Once Graham is dead, Jimmy will pull his coup.
5: And probably kill us?
4: No guarantees. But I used to know Jimmy pretty well. He takes a deal seriously. Family principles and shit.
5: Like how a Lannister always pays his debts?
4: I'm not saying he won't kill us. Just that he'll follow through on his end of his deal first. He might try and kill us afterwards. That's probable.
5: He could try, but we have a lot of high-powered guns. And just saying, Jimmy told me Butler County cops aren't too concerned with firearms training. They have other interests. So how good of a shot are any of them really...
4: Graham is good.
5: And that's why we gotta take him out first. We're parking here?
4: It's the first pull-off I found.
5: You, you don't think we should go all the way up?
4: Not this late, no plan. Our only goal at this point is to locate Baraska, quietly. Maybe we can snoop around and, I don't know, maybe we'll hear something.
5: Holy shit, it's windy!
4: Yeah, we're pretty high up. you warm enough?
5: I'm getting another scarf. Hang on.
4: While you're in there, grab whatever gun you're most comfortable with. It doesn't hurt to be prepared.
5: What about you? Oh, I didn't realize your hands were still shaking. You've been doing so well. Put your gloves back on, you're making me colder. You need more ibuprofen?
4: And with the max I can take. Oh shit. I'm okay. Don't worry about me, really okay. I can't even feel it.
5: That makes it worse. Just put on the damn gloves. So which way should we go? Just up?
4: For a little bit. Now more than half an hour. See what we can hear. Then we head back to the car.
5: Good call. Let's go.
4: What's the number? 78.
5: Did Whitney have a mile marker?
4: Yeah, she did. Did I? Yeah, okay.
5: You told me what number I was, but not what they used as my mile marker. What was it? It was your bed. They hauled my bed out into the woods. Some sort of determination to tradition. That had to be a pain in the ass.
4: Yeah. It's all weirdly ceremonial. I don't know how they decide what to take. It seems like it's more about what's most recognizable to the families and friends. That's about it being an artifact that's special to the victim.
5: So it's probably just a warning to the rest of us a mindfuck.
4: I've thought a lot about it over the years, and yeah, that's my theory. was Whitney's. A dollhouse. Graham made for her when we were kids.
5: I'm guessing you found it out here somewhere? Yeah. What's that?
4: I don't know. Something hanging from a tree? Tangling in the wind?
5: Oh, hell no. I really don't like the sound of that.
4: It's not heavy enough to be a body, Kay. Then what is it? It's coming from over there. Come on. You got your gun out? Good. Come on. It's a normal-sized treehouse. Ambercott is the anomaly. But I don't know why it's only four feet off the ground. It looks ancient.
5: It sort of looks like like a tiny Ambercott.
4: Maybe Ambercott is an homage to this thing. It's old.
5: Why does it have a porch? Why? Why does it have a rocking chair? Why? The, why the hell does it have a creepy doll sitting in a rocking chair?
4: I don't know. I feel like that is looking at me.
5: And why is it rocking? The wind. Oh, God, don't touch it, Sam.
4: This thing is old. Really old. Museum old.
5: Don't be ridiculous. It wouldn't have survived the elements that long.
4: I mean, it didn't. Look at it.
5: Oh, God, it has no face. It was rocking in a chair, and it has eyes and no face.
4: What sort a of playing with, huh? I think it's a 1950s toy. Maybe 40s? Uh, Sam? Well, that's...
5: Yeah, for starters, I'm concerned about the red paint it's written in. God, I hope that's paint.
4: Blood is more brown. What does it say? I can't read it.
5: Okay, if that says what I think it does, I'm going to dissociate.
4: Frederick Michael. Can't read the third name. And Matthew McCaskey. Lost 1953. Beloved. Remembered. Avenged.
5: It's an epitaph. A creepy epitaph.
4: For the lost McCaskey boys. Alright. why is it here? Should we look inside?
5: Oh, God. I guess we should.
4: You know, if I try and go inside, that thing is coming down.
5: All four feet to the ground? Still. You're serious?
4: I mean, I'll go in. I'm willing to risk it.
5: You're really going to make me go in there, aren't you?
4: I'm not going to make you do anything. It might be perfectly stable. We don't know until we go inside.
5: Fine, I'll go first.
4: You want a boost? Sure. If you get any inkling this thing isn't stable, just get your ass out of there. Oh, do not worry about that. Trust me.
5: Here, hold the gun. No, not like that. Jesus, we really need to get you up to speed on guns.
4: Seems... Pretty simple to me.
5: Then why are you holding it like a live grenade? You got a flashlight on your phone? There's no windows in here.
4: I left my phone in the car to charge. I going to get service on the side of the mountain.
5: Well, the charger doesn't work when the car's off.
4: Shit. I I got a lighter. Yeah, give What's in there? Okay, I will squeeze my ass in there if you don't respond.
5: Hang on, my eyes are adjusting. The structure feels pretty stable, just not a lot of room in here. What are you seeing? There's just a a blanket, like a, a big blanket, and there's... Oh, there's something under it, like people or bodies. Oh god, I think it's bodies. What? Sam, it's bodies. Under the bike? I think so, I mean, it looks like it. Oh god, you're gonna look, aren't you? Yes. <gasps> Who are they? Is this them, the, the missing boys?
4: They're supposed to be lost. That epitaph out there says lost. They imploded the mine because people were getting hurt looking for them. I guess at some point,
5: they found them.
4: They didn't tell anybody.
5: Well, unless we want to look for caved in skulls, we probably won't be able to figure out a cause of death. God, they're just skeletons. Why is it wrong? Again, did you put the doll back?
4: Let's just get out of here.
5: I don't understand why they're here. Why why didn't the family bury them? When did they find them? And why leave their bodies in this old-ass treehouse? What the fuck is happening? Sam, you okay? No. This is fucked up. Like, so fucked up. Should we call somebody? No. Jesus, Walker, talk to me.
4: I was just thinking. What if the boulder... Isn't mile marker one?
5: What? Why, why are we talking about mile markers?
4: The paint on the side of the treehouse. It's the same. Or really similar to the mile markers. What if this is mile marker one? More like mile marker zero. As in ground zero?
5: You think this could be a mile marker?
4: Fuck. I hope not. Because if it is... If it is shortcake... Then
5: what? Just tell me
4: and they're not what we thought they were.
5: You're saying?
4: I'm saying the mile markers are fucking tombstones.
5: Are you serious? There's bodies under the mile markers? But but then what what, what about about the shiny gentleman?
4: It would still be remains, I think. Or maybe some people are just buried as they are. I don't know. Fuck. We don't know anything at this point.
5: Sam. Do you know what this means? If they were really that fucking cocky?
4: No. Tell me something good.
5: Physical evidence. They're fucked.
2: Stars Cole Sprouse as Sam Walker Sarah Yarkin as Kimber Destaro Sean McGuire as Jimmy Prescott With additional performance by Mike Markoff Written and created by Rebecca Klingel Directed by Kristen Burke Executive produced by Cole Sprouse Rebecca Klingel Rob Herding David Henning Sandra Yiling, ling And Michelle Zarati Co-executive producer Shin-Yin Yu. Produced by Brandon Weisner. Original score and composition by Darren Johnson. Additional music by Brian Kessley. Music editor Brian Kessley and David Tadishore. Audio engineering by Ryan Walsh, David Tadishore and Gabe Birch. Edited by Neely Oftering. Additional editor Christoph Klasse. Sound design by Christoph Klasse. Mixed by Ben Milchev. Additional mixer Sarah Ma. Casting director, Meg Mormon and Sunday Bowling. Assistant director, Kelsey Adams. Script supervisor, Omar Barahona. Production coordinator, Tom Breck. Head production assistant, Nathan Yan. Production assistant, Alex Buda. Post coordinator, Emma Jacobson. Production legal, Christina Bulbrook and Lindsay Keel. Production accounting, Pinchun Liu. Special thanks, to Mara Schuster Lefkowitz. This podcast was recorded under a SAG-AFRA collective bargaining agreement. Baraska is a Q-Code production. Sound recording copyright 2022 by Q-Code Media Inc.
0: Baraska is presented
3: by Mint Mobile. Don't let big wireless providers scare you into a bad phone plan. Get affordable premium wireless service for just 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash
0: Baraska.
6: Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday.
0: Whether you're in a relationship, single, or recently heartbroken, you could be navigating some tough stuff. And it really can be challenging to do this on your own. We all need help when it comes to our relationships, very specifically our love lives. I'm Jillian, and each week on my podcast, Jillian on Love, I share skills on how to strengthen our relationships, how to build a stronger sense of self, and how to heal heartbreak and choose better partners. Learn how to start making change today and search for Julian on Love wherever you're listening now.